0: Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I I have to believe that that you desire for this encouragement to go out today. uh, Just for no other reason than the level of challenge that we face just to get here. Uh, So uh, we're thankful, Lord. We're thankful for your provision. We're thankful that that you have made a way that you have provided for all of us uh, to be here today. Thank you. And I just pray that, uh, that you guide my words today, yes. that, uh, that they only be words that come from you. Yes. Well, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Life can be tough. Right. I don't think there is anyone uh, in this room who is untouched by some pretty significant Challenges and uh, difficulties that life has brought our way. Mm -hmm. We have lost people who are dear to us. We are facing challenges that uh, don't seem to have any explanation that makes any sense to us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we ask why. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we know. Sometimes we're we're suffering the consequences of our actions. Sometimes, not so much in this country, although that may change, it's a, it is changing, but we hope that we've got a respite now, but we don't know. Uh, but sometimes there's persecution that happens. If you go uh, around the world, you'll see evidence of it greater than, uh, than any time in history. Sometimes we guess at what's going on. We we, we think, well, maybe this is supposed to somehow benefit somebody else, or mm-hmm. maybe there's something that I'm supposed to learn. That's a common thing. You know, maybe I'm supposed to learn uh, something out of this, the God is doing. Sometimes we just can't. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. And we all have faced challenges. I mean, We've all faced situations like that. Don't want to get too. I I don't want to get too personal and betray confidence (coughs) or anything. But Linda and I, we ask ourselves this question: Mm -hmm. Is what's going on here, Lord? Right. What's this supposed to do? How's this supposed to give you glory? Doesn't make sense to us. As Christians, we we have hope. Mm -hmm. We do know that we're going to be with Jesus someday. Amen. We do know that. Uh, suffering will come to an end. Amen. And we trust that God is bringing something good out of it because He said He was. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes it's hard. Yes. It's hard to watch our relatives and the people that we love have a long lingering death. It's hard to watch somebody that we love deal with a, with a chronic disease. that's not going to get any better unless the Lord steps in and does a miracle. And often, sometimes He does, but often He doesn't. What are we supposed to do? I'm going to share with you something today that is helping me. And I hope that it will give you something too. Because I think we're looking too small. We're thinking too small, and that's not a criticism. It's it, it, we're human beings, and and all we can see is what's in front of us. But we need to have an eternal perspective. Now, I didn't coin that term. Randy Alcorn, who's written a book on heaven, and you know, some of you may know who he is. Uh, his ministry is called Eternal Perspective Ministries, and. So I have to give him credit for, for coming up with that, that phrase. But it's, it's appropriate. There's not much that we know. He wrote about, uh, a lot about what he thinks heaven is like. There really isn't that much that we know about heaven. We have a few things. We know that God is there. We know that we have some snapshots Uh, some from Revelation, some from elsewhere. We have little snapshots of, of what heaven might be like. We consider it the destination that we're going to because we belong to Jesus. But what if, what if, instead of being our destination, heaven is only the place we start from? I'm going to share with you today. I am calling, uh, perhaps uh, inappropriately. God will show me if, if, if not. But I believe that He's revealing these things to me. So I'm going to call it Inspired Speculation. Amen. You have an eternal purpose. If you belong to Jesus, if you have given your life over to Him, You have an eternal purpose. It's bigger than what we see here. You are made in the image of the unchanging creator of the universe. And I believe that he has an eternity of adventure for you and I with Him together. Amen. I'm not making light of the, the the simple fact of being in His presence. Don't hear me say that. And if the images, if the snapshots that we have, the, the, the ideas, I will say, from the snapshots that we have, that we've promoted, uh, if that turns out to be the entirety of our existence that we're, we're uh, around the throne room of God and we're, we're worshiping God, I guarantee you that we will be completely fulfilled and that will be okay. But I think there's something even more. Is it greater? What can be greater than being in the presence of God? I'm not going to call it greater, because I'm, but I am I'm going to call it more because we'll never lose that presence of God. Yeah. So I'm going now to sort of lay the foundation. First of all, we have an unchanging God. Hebrews chapter 1, excuse me, chapter 13, verse 8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And that's speaking of Jesus Christ, that we know that Jesus Christ is God. John tells us now, the Word was with God and the Word was God. Mm-hmm. And verse 3, uh, chapter 1 verse 3 tells us, that all things were created through Him and apart from Him, not one thing was created that has been created. He is the Creator. Amen. Well, yeah. And He has not changed. And we are created according to Genesis 1.26, in his image. So what does the future look like with an eternal, unchanging creator? All we've got is snapshots. Our images of heaven come from, mostly from Revelation. You have the picture in chapter 4 of, of the throne room, of the heavenly father on his throne of the worshiping elders that are surrounding the throne of these really strange living creatures that you see also in, in the book of Ezekiel that uh, have the, the wings and the eyes and the four faces. I won't get into that description, but and then you have the, the sea that's, that's there in the throne. thats, that's a, the sea of glass the crystal sea is the song says, uh, And you, then you have the worshipers. Uh, outside of the 24 elders, you, the 24 elders you have another set of worshipers that you see over in Revelation chapter 7. And this is where some more of our in, imagery comes from. Because these people are clothed in white. And it says that they serve him in the temple. They're going to serve him in the temple day and night. But these people, if you read in that chapter, we won't turn there because it was too much material to go, but if you look in that chapter, you'll find out that these folks are a very specific group of people. These are specifically the people that come out of the Great Tribulation. And just a tiny bit of of background, that is the, the period right before Jesus comes back. Jesus talks about that in Matthew 24, and he uses the same phrase, Great Tribulation. It says, immediately before his return. And it seems to be the same group of people. You've all seen the pictures with the harps. So well, this is the, apparently in chapter 15 uh, where that imagery comes from because these people are uh, then have harps and they're worshiping the Lord. But again, this is a particular group of people. This is in everybody that's going to heaven. The other image that we have from heaven is the city that we see in Revelation chapter twenty-one? I'll talk a little bit about this. Because the first thing that it says is that this city comes down to earth, and this is very significant because God is in the midst of this city. This is heaven essentially coming to earth. Heaven is going to be on earth. John said he saw a new heaven and a new earth. And heaven is coming down. God is coming down to be with us. Uh, Verses 3 and 4 say this, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and He will dwell among them, And they will be His people. And God Himself will be among them. And He will wipe away every tear from their eye. And there will be no longer any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. All of that is true about heaven. And of course, we have the streets of gold and the 12 pearly gates, and somebody was preaching on that one day, and I thought to myself, I'd like to see the oyster that made those pearls. <laughs> right. You <Marcus. laughs> Of course, God doesn't need an oyster, oyster to make the pearls, but no. he <laughs> uh, made a funny picture. That's where we get those, those things that we, uh, that we have in our mind when we think about heaven. But there are things... You know, I'm not going to go deeply into the theology of, of when this is occurring and, and uh, the millennial reign and so forth. Jesus, you know, after he comes back, he's, uh, it's taught that he rules for a thousand years, for like she says that. Uh, and where this fits in that scheme of things, I'm not going to get into with in any detail... But I want you to see something. I want you to see that there are things happening outside of this city. Verse 24 says this. It says the nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. That implies that there are other things going on outside of this city. There is an eternal purpose that we are going to serve once we have joined the Lord in heaven. Chapter 21, or 22 rather, starts out and it says this. He's using more imagery. And you'll see this also in Ezekiel chapter 47. But John is still writing here and he says, Then he showed me a river of the water of life clear as crystal coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the middle of this tree on either side of the river was the tree of life bearing twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. there will no longer be any curse. And the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it. And His servants shall serve Him. Now what does that mean? What does that look like? How do we have healing going on at, at this point? I don't understand that uh, because it's already said there's not going to be any grief or pain. But that's inside of the city. So I don't know. There's a bit of a mystery here. But I, what I'm wanting you to see is that apparently we as his people have ongoing work to do. And I've come to some conclusions about why that's important. We've seen that God is unchanging. We've seen that he is still a creative being. And I believe that He will continue to create. What makes us think that this—that what we see in Revelation is really the end of the story. It's the end of the story that we've been told. But an infinite God is bigger even than that. Now we're not told so we can't make any assumptions. And I don't want to get into any kind of false theology or false religion. We don't know what we don't know. But it seems to me that by the very nature of who he is and the fact that he he did it once, that he hasn't changed, he might do it again. He made us in his image. He made us for fellowship with him. So I believe, to, uh, to uh, uh, to put it one way, there's more to heaven than heaven. Amen. All we got, well, all we got is pictures. All we got is a little bit of a snapshot. But I believe that the scriptures suggest that there is more than we see. That God has an eternal purpose for you. That we are made for an eternal purpose, working with Him, and that God. Revealed to us, perhaps only the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, why? What does all of this mean? It, it helps me, and I'll tell you how it helps me. Because I look around and I see our suffering, and I see suffering in good people, and I realize none's good but God Himself. But yeah. Some things just don't make any sense unless we put it in this picture, this eternal picture. Mm-hmm. This then I begin to see, you know I, I don't get this now. I don't get this now. It makes absolutely no sense. It makes me mad. makes me question God sometimes. I, it seems like it's pointless. But nothing is pointless. We are being prepared, I believe this, we are being prepared for a glorious adventure that none of us has the capacity to even imagine. Good. Man. God has, this boot camp, those of you who know the military, you know that's not fun. <laughs> no. No. But everything that you're going through here, I really believe this everything that you face here. We, we look in the short run. We're looking for God to show us while we're still here on this earth how this is all supposed to work out. Mm-hmm. But if what you are going through right now is preparation for an eternal eternity with God, involved in things that you can't even begin to imagine right now, doesn't that change the way you look at things? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it make you see what we're going through now differently? It does mean... It's Preparation, it's training. He's got big plans. I'm going to read one more scripture to encourage you. Paul is speaking here in Romans chapter 8, verse 18. He says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory of. That is to be revealed to us. Amen. 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 That just excites me. Amen. That's how you get up in the morning. That's how you take on the next challenge. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving that to us. Yes. We look forward to an eternal relationship for you with you. That, means that we, it doesn't mean that we give up on what's here. It doesn't mean that we don't keep striving to, uh, to serve you better, to uh, make the best of the lives that you've given us here. This, too, is good. Amen. But there's so much more. And I'm so thankful to even have the barest glimpse of what that might be. And I pray that those who are here with me today are encouraged by that by that Thank same vision. Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Glory. We will provide an opportunity for uh, for anyone to to receive prayer. And kind of a smaller crowd here today, but I'm, I'm going to say it anyway because I say it every time. If you don't know Jesus, all this doesn't mean anything to you. Amen. Make sure that you have a relationship with Jesus. Amen.